Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery will resume shortly. In the interim, enjoy this episode of the Stupid Galvin Brothers, where Gene has a harrowing backcountry encounter. It's those stupid Galvins again, a weekly radio show featuring the Galvin Brothers, two men who sit all week with their noses pressed against their front windows, just waiting for something, anything to happen. It never does. Even though they have nothing on their minds, they still get to do this show each week. Go figure. Here they are. We started laughing, Jerry, but at this point, nobody was laughing anymore. No, wait. Anymore. When you came back up the hill, yeah. were you seeing more, like, did the flashes and thuds start again? They did, oh, and man. they persisted through the evening <laughs> at intervals. Flashes of light, the, I'm going to keep calling them the brown mountain lights, the thuds in the ground, it persists it, at intervals. There were periods of time when you didn't hear it. Then there were times when it popped up again, naturally. And they both happened together? Usually? Interesting. Uh, in proximity, but not exactly at the same time. Mm. That, that's right. I mean, in proximity. You right. hear some thuds and you might see some flashes of light. And, uh, and it was weird because... Let me see if this is people at the door. Hello? Okay. All right. Uh, th- there were... It's sort of like a toothache that comes and goes. We would sort of mellow out a little bit and even think about sleeping and probably did sleep. We have yeah. these chairs that are, you take your sleeping pad and it folds into a, it's hard to describe, a couple pieces of nylon that has a webbing on the side and you can tighten it up and it creates like an L and it's a, you sit on the ground with it. But you're talking 10, 15 degrees out. Yeah. So you're cold. sitting yeah, out but by... we had a big fire, so that was not a big deal. The, the temperature was no longer an issue. You get a big enough fire going. And, and if you're scared yeah, enough, I guess. Yeah. So we're sitting in these chairs, and the times we, you, you know, would doze off. I, I, I say I didn't sleep. I probably slept probably a few hours off and on while someone else maybe wasn't asleep. It, don't get me wrong. It, this isn't like, you know, let's post a watch. It wasn't... We weren't even that systematic. It was just kind of like, we feel on, a little weird. Let's daylight. all stick together. Come and, daylight. You know, sure. Bring on daylight. It wasn't like, you know, you, you be a sentry because we didn't even know what we were dealing with. So daylight comes and uh, we get up and we think, let's get the hell out of here is frankly what we thought. You know, and that might as in turn around. Yeah. Well, let's just get out of here. Mm -hmm. Let's get out of here. Let's. So you didn't want to try to investigate where you thought the sounds Uh, of the flashes were coming from. Would you? I I don't know. I don't know. In the light of day, it might be. Maybe. I don't mean that to sound uh, critical. I I will tell you, Bill. My instinct was, let's get out of here. And and again, I think I can. I think I can get behind that thinking, uh, putting myself in your spot. Right. Have sent through a whole night of that. Yeah. Just too bizarre, and I just thought, let's get out of here. Your original plan, though, was to go on to continue on. uh, Not at that point. Uh, (laughs) Not at that. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, the original plan for the trip. Yeah. For uh, it was, and I was going to leave later that day to come back uh, to do this show. The other two were going on to another campsite, which they have done. I mean, again, if anybody's associated with them, don't worry about them. Everything's fine. As far as that's concerned, you know, no, no liability, no nothing, right. no safety problems. They went on. But we were going to be in those woods, they for another night, me for the rest of that day. Mm-hmm. And I can only tell you, and, and Bill's question is fair, did, you know, did, what did you want to explore? And I can tell you all three of us on instinct said, let's get out of here. Let's get back to our cars. We got out the map. We figured out that we could take a trail down to a logging road and we could take the logging road back. We could get back to our car a different way than the way we came. 
Which faster. you really want to do? Faster, you mean? Or? Yeah, and easier. Faster. Okay. Yeah, faster because we were going to go on an, an old logging road, which was uh, not so up and down through all the hollers. So, uh, so we go down the hill, and um, we find uh, what appeared to be a upper clothed torso with gear on of. Uh, I mean, we didn't get real close because we were pretty freaked out, and we said, "I think that's a, I think that's a backpacker. I think that's just a person. I think that's a backpacker." And we did something that, in talking to people, we should not have done. We we went back up the hill. What we should have done, they say, is to go really get involved, hands on, find out what's wrong. Dead, unconscious. We didn't. We didn't. We hadn't been in that situation. We you got so, out well, of I there. think if you're only seeing an upper torso, dead or unconscious isn't really the... Are you saying uh, the rest of the torso has been severed? No, 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 no. You just couldn't no, see no, it. No, not that I... No, no. I mean, I actually, I saw something <clears throat> covered with snow, and and there were leaves and snow, and, and a jacket, and a backpack, and we're out of there. We go back up. In fact, the first thing I did is grab my cell phone, because I had it. usually have it. It's, you know, small stick in my pocket. Turned it on, and there was no service. Because we were down low. And that, said, is that why you went back up the hill? Partially. There were two reasons why we went back up the hill. One was I just wanted to get out of there. And two, I wanted to see. Yeah. I, I will I will rationalize and say I wanted to be able to make a call. But right. I'm but maybe that wasn't. You. You're just scared. I wanted to get out of there. All of this was now getting just was a it apparent When you said torso, was it apparent that that person was dead? Mm-mm. No. I didn't see any. Nothing. I mean, I didn't look at it. Hardly, but I know it was not like blood or anything. It was just a body. Just a person there. I, I didn't even know if it was a person. It looked like a person. We got out of there. We go back up the hill. I'm saying to these guys, we're pretty freaked, as you can imagine. I'm saying to these guys, I, I, I got my phone. Let me make a call. If we can get up to where there's uh, a connection, you. I'll call. Get to the top, and as we got to the top, we now see the fourth thing or so that I've never ever seen in the back country, and that was a group. Of police officers, fully dressed as police officers. We're not talking like uh, backcountry rangers. There are backcountry rangers I've run into, but these were like cops. Have, these were like like local police. Oh my gosh! Uniform police. So on the trail, they were up on the trail never, where you guys had been, where we had been, where you had camped, right? right? I'd never ever seen this before. And uh, when we got there, there were. Four maybe uniformed officers with like hiking shoes on because I tend to look. I mean, I looked at them and thought, "What? What are these guys doing up here in like cop clothes?" Because you right. don't see that in the right. backcountry ever. I've never seen it. <coughs> Excuse me. I have seen backcountry rangers with guns, but never out, not strapped on. But we talk with them, and they've got them. Right. A radio, maybe pepper spray. Were there rangers with the police? No, just cops and a guy, this will sound funny, and a guy in regular clothes, though he had sort of uh, hiking shoes on, but he had on like uh, dress clothes, like a trench coat or top coat. No. Yeah. And and probably under that, a sport coat, he didn't take the top coat off, so I didn't see it. And and regular pants and then hiking shoes because they obviously had come up there for a reason. And about how far, you're like six hours into the woods at this point? Yeah, but from where we saw this uh, thing, well, yeah. 
Yeah, but I guess they could have come in some other ways. So, and each I have trail. to show you the okay. map. Well, there there are there are service roads and and all of these state forest areas and people yeah, know that's this. Yeah, true Shep- for rangers Towie, to drive in or Shawnee, Zaleski to name 3 in Ohio. These are places where where there are uh, service roads and logging roads that mm-hmm. you may not never know about That's true. unless you go looking for them you have or a you trail may map cross it. A... Yeah, I mean, if I the map's out in the car, I can show you exactly. Topo I now map. know how they got in there. And they came in quicker than six hours. Okay. Quicker than six hours. Uh, we get to the top of the hill, and they're there. And we go, um, you know, well, we had a couple of reactions. One is this also looks very weird, mm-hmm. but we were relieved, frankly. Because now, now got, you can tell, you know, you can say, hey, we saw. Yeah, you can almost think of it as a little kid. Have you caught them by the, surprise? Uh, you coming it, up over it, the hill? Interestingly enough, it didn't look like it. Mm-hmm. It did not look like we caught them by surprise. Wow. Because they came towards us and I had my cell phone out and I said, I was just about to call you about uh, something we saw. And the guy said, what did you see? And I told him and he said, is that her? And he points behind us and with an officer, I guess this was the fifth one, not the guy with the plain clothes. He was standing up there. I'm sort of remembering this, and I've told it a couple times out in the Athens area. But he then, another cop is coming up behind us on the trail with this, uh, I don't know, look like a college-age girl. And he says, was it her? And I said, well, I don't know if it was her, but that's the blue jacket. I mean, that's what I saw was this blue kind of, I guess, a North Face or something backpacker outdoorsy jacket and i said um i thought that was a dead body he said no we got a call and she had fallen and uh she's uh perfectly fine and i said do you mind if we go down to where i saw her because it wasn't that far it was up it was up the side of this ridge Mm -hmm. and it would take maybe 10 minutes to walk down. I said, would you guys mind walk, walking down, at least with me, and let me show you where I saw, where we, actually, and the other guys went with me. Uh, we left a couple packs up there. I think I kept mine on. We walked back down, and, and the cop said, uh, some of the cops and the guy in the plain clothes said, yeah. And they followed us down the hill. It took about 10 minutes. And when we got, now again, I'm telling this, not just what Gene Galvin saw, I'm telling you what three guys saw you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. to you because mm-hmm. was stuff i'm telling you if i said i saw this there are some people that would say well your imagination got a little lively yeah. gene yeah. you know and that's probably not what you saw that's what they always say when you say you see something whether that's a ufo we were joking about that before etc but mm-hmm. you have two other yeah. people who can verify this three people saw the same thing so okay. three which guys is which is this half torso this this Part of this body, and I, I'm not don't, didn't mean to suggest it was severed, but it was there was a lot of snow and there were right. a lot of leaves and branches, and it was not on the trail; it was off to the side. We go down to this place, which was a long, I guess that was sort of a logging road that we were going to cross, and it was off to the side. And now, when we got there, and this is also as bizarre as everything else, the snow. At this spot where now I guess about a half hour ago was over something and would you think disrupted by something being there Mm -hmm. was perfectly virgin. In other words, where that was, nothing had been there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In other words, four inches of snow had fallen. 
And I don't mean in the last 20 minutes. Right. I mean right. it had fallen the night before, the day before, in the spot where we had seen something now didn't look like something could have been there, period. Because, so the first thing we said, the three of us, the cops are standing there staring at us. Oh, that was bizarre. The cops are just staring at us. And we pulled off well, within three feet of them and said, wasn't this the spot? I said, look at this. There was a post in the ground that somebody had put there. And again, this area had been logged. So this was, I imagine, part of the logging or maybe when it was somebody's homestead. And there was a post that was cut off, as I recall, on a slant. And there was blue paint on the top that was very old. I don't know. It could have been a fence post for something. And I said, do you guys remember that that, what we saw was within five feet of that post? And we all agreed that's the placement of what we saw was right there. And we stood there, and there was nothing could have been there. Now, you could think, now, for a moment, I thought, you know, somebody just messing with us. This is a great, this would be a great practical joke. Just mess yeah, with us. Yeah, get cops in on it. And, get, yeah. get some college yeah. kids from Athens. Dress up. Yeah, Come down. Sure. Just, this would be the, who, you tell this when you're 60 years old oh, yeah. about those three old guys you saw coming yeah. up the trail, and you did this thing to them. We looked at it. We looked at it. We looked at it. Could somebody have then taken snow and put it back in a way that you would look like burn? Can't you can't be done. do that. You can't, can't be do done. that. We, that's what, Mary Kate, that was our conclusion. Cannot be done. Cops say, uh, would you stay here? And, and a, a few minutes later, a cruiser came down what now was a logging road. I mean, now we're figuring out because we then left on it. So I now know exactly what it was. A logging right. road that came off of this road, this, this highway, two-lane highway. Cruiser comes up. I'm thinking, who do I call? Who's my lawyer? Do I have a lawyer? You know, Jerry, I don't have a lawyer. I've got a dentist and a doctor. I don't have a lawyer. Is Tim Burke my lawyer? If Tim's listening, you know, I know his number because I call him for political reasons, head of the Democratic Party. So I'm thinking, you know, what do I do? Do I call Tim Burke? What's going on here? What's happening? They're bringing up a cruiser. And the cop says, look, no, nobody's in any trouble whatsoever. Uh, we would like you to go with us somewhere. And we, we did it. I mean, you know, well, what do you, you tell me, what are you going to do? No. No, I'm not going. So <clears throat> I said, I did what I always tell my kids to do. <clears throat> go with the cops. Deal with it later. You know, don't run. Don't argue. Right, just get right. Just car. do what they say. So, uh. Maybe within 20 minutes, a cruiser comes up, and we get in, and we said, we don't have packs. They said, well, we'll bring the packs. Where are we going? We'll, we'll bring the packs to where we're going. Okay. Off we go with the us and them and a cop. We're asking him questions, and he's the, he's the ultimate polite officer that gives no information. Oh. That's a little situation we're going to talk about. Well, what, you know, me, I'm real curious yeah, and chatty yeah. and, you know, journalistic instincts. And, well, what situation? Eh, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> well, we saw stuff last night. Really? What would you see last night? We saw stuff and heard stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the conversation, you know? <laughs> I call that the cop interrogator. Yes. Is it, but is he trying to keep you talking? Uh, he seemed curious. But he trying was to not, act disinterested. Yeah, nobody says anything about your charge with anything, but he's listening. He's, he's listening. One, so, one policeman, the driver, he's the only one in the car? Only one with us yeah. when we go. They say, we'll bring your packs. Now, um, then they take us to what looked to me like a county social service center 
and into the section of the building that says mental health. That's where they take us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. They don't take us to a police station. Uh-huh. They don't take it. They take <clears throat> us into a, it's a, it's a Sunday, and they take us into this place. And we open the door, and there is a lobby, and there is a family wearing what I'll call camping gear. And um, they take us into a different room. And I look at this family as we go through. Are they the ones? They are. No, 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 no. But one. No, they are not. The ones Uh, that passed us. That passed us. No, no. That that was about eight, six to eight men Mm -hmm. in their 60s, if not older. Right. This was a family that had two, like a teenager, maybe a fifth grader, I'm guessing, couple kids and a guy and a wife and they probably were late 30s or four in their 40s so they were but they were dressed in like camping type gear <clears throat> so we go into another room and ice and then in comes the plain clothes guy that has the top coat on and uh, two other people another guy and a woman and they're dressed in uh, casual clothes but they look like quote professionals to me <laughs> But dressed on the in their weekend clothes, casual mm-hmm, clothes. Mm-hmm. Take us into another room, and I'm now getting a little agitated, and I'm I'm a little more aggressive than the other two guys, and I'm saying, "What's going on? Where, where what are we doing here?" And they said, "If you, you know, they're very polite, very polite, no, no threat of anything legal, nothing like that." Say, so "Go into this room, just stay here. Can I? Uh, who are these people out there? It's not your concern. It has nothing to do with you. Just leave that alone. Fine. They're getting a little, a little, you know, a little strong. You know, they're directing me very firmly. We sit and we start to wait. There is a window in the door where we are, where we can see the family outside in the lobby. I then um, said to my two buddies, um, I'm going to go talk to those people. Oh, man, they said you shouldn't, you know, you're supposed to stay separate. And I said, I don't, I don't care what they say. I go talk to those people. I go out. The professionals, quote unquote, are not out there. There's nobody except this family, and they're not saying anything. And I say, I said who I was and where I'm from, and I said, why are you here? And they said, uh, they're kind of looking around a little bit like, is anybody listening? And they said, we're staying at a cabin nearby, and uh, something happened last night. And we said, I said, the other guys were still kind of looking at me through the window. Yeah, you go, Gene. You know, you you go do it. So uh, they tell me that last night they, in coming back from a restaurant to a park cabin they were staying in, they came upon an overturned car. They did not have a cell phone. They go to get um, help, make a phone call. Police come, they go back to that spot, and there is no evidence that that had ever happened. Whoa. Are you with me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is this bizarre? Uh, yeah. yeah. This there is, a is no weird. evidence, they tell me. Now, it's the exact parallel to what we saw. There is no evidence that anything happened. Same deal. <laughs> Virgin snow. Now think of an overturned car would make some indentation in some. the environment. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's the point. None of this is true. 
This is all a made-up story. And I'm going to tell you why I did this. I did this for two what? reasons. No! All right, no. No, you hold on. You did not just hold do on. it. No. You know, Gene, right, right at this instant, I am very much inclined to hate you. Hold on. No. No, no you're hold lying. Hold on. No. Hold on. No. The cell phone calls everything. Hold on. He, he had us going there, didn't he? Oh, man. You had us for freaking 45 minutes. Hold on. I have two reasons for doing this. <laughs> oh. I explain it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. This see, he reasons. he's trying to deflect from being late for the show. <laughs> right, here's, here are two reasons. Number one, number one, and, and Bill, I am responsible according to the deal that Jerry and I have. I am responsible every week, and he's always on me about it. You got your half hour, Phil. because <laughs> I got a half hour, he's got a half hour. I had no material coming home. <laughs> But now, now, now look, now look, now look. And you know what? You know what, Bill? That would, in my opinion, would not be a good enough reason to do what I just did. Uh-huh. What? No. Just to fill 45 minutes? And, and, by the way, put into what I call the show prep bank 15 minutes from next week because I did more than my half hour. Now, there's a second reason. Hello? Does anybody ever listen to our callers? Does anybody except Gene pay any attention to the callers we get? Have you not heard of a call we've gotten two times from a guy out west from a prison, and his name is T-Bone? <laughs> and is it not true that T-Bone's message in the calls he's made us, he's been very clear with a message about the human condition. Don't trust people. Yeah. Don't yeah. trust people. Yeah. There are cons, Bill Brinkmuller, everywhere in this yeah. world. Yeah, well, see the there difference. are cons everywhere. Gene, hey, Bill, Bill, they're not just in prison. Bill, they're not just in prison. Now, last week, yeah, last week, and I'm looking at Bill Brinkmuller because about 40 times last week, you had me wearing this little Christmas tree thing on my that's head. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and playing back things, and people thought, because I had Jerry four calls this week of people who wanted to either invest in the phrenabulator <laughs> or they're saying it can't be done or if it is it's going to be bigger than the internet with you know the Al Gore thing and so I'm, so I'm, I'm here to tell you I'm here to tell you you must be listeners of the stupid Galvin show you must be suspicious you must go through life Always curious. Can I believe what I'm hearing? Because if you if you play this tape back, the story sounded plausible. Yeah, Bill, that's well, the see, point. The, the thing is, though, Gene, we thought we could trust you. Yeah, well, that is my you know, point. Gene, you can't trust the people closest to you. Can I tell you how scared I was? Like, you know, you're getting these phone calls, and you're going to ask one of us to chills. get the door. I was I like, I hope chills. they don't. I hope that's they don't ask me to get the point. door. I don't. I'm afraid. I don't want to leave that's this room. My point. Oh, is I've that, that you have forever. to be suspicious in life. You have to wonder if what I'm hearing is real and, and be, be cautious about people who will weave stories that have just enough plausibility. <laughs> say, oh, this is bizarre. Oh, this is like, you know, hey, 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 Bill, to quote my favorite philosopher, John Denver, this is far out. <laughs> this story is far out. And you're listening to it thinking, oh, my God, could I be there? Would I do that? Oh, no. Who were those guys coming up that trail? Oh. Who were those guys? I, so anyway. By the way, I, uh, the, the red herring of the, of the group of older people who goes uh, yeah. speeding by you without saying anything. I was obsessed anything. with them. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. I kept thinking they were going to come in somewhere. It was just a red herring. You know, I was waiting for you to come back around and say that, that you got back and found out there was this story about a group of, you know, eight, 60-something hikers who got lost yeah. and died up there. Wait, and the wait, Brown Mountain Lights see, were their I, ghosts. I, I, wait, I, I, have a, wait, I have a question for, for Mary oh. Kate and Bill. <laughs> 
I bought it. Did you guys buy yes. it? Oh, oh hook, huh? line, and sinker. I, I had no, a few doubts toward the mid, but then toward the end, I'm like, no, he wouldn't take it this Gene, far. Get and that he wouldn't call be this real serious. fast. I don't, I, can we take that real fast? Because uh, it that won't is be the CNN. Point. <clears throat> Gene, did yeah. you guys uh, sit around? And because you did go camping, I mean, I mean the the yeah. the, the the core part of the story, which is three guys went camping. Did oh, and that was a great when I started to mention names, and you go, no, no, don't do that. I went, man, this is the real deal. Yeah. Um, did um, did you guys work this out among you? No, as I was hiking up the first part of the trail, I said I have to do a damn radio show tomorrow, and I got nothing. <laughs> and I said, you know what I might do? I might just like spin a story, and then like, okay. <laughs> 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 and, and, and but but the but the you 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 need to learn from this. And again, uh, I think this is t- that T Bone guy's message. You need to learn from this. You have to build your right. Watch out for the red herrings. Be always on when you're listening mm-hmm. to somebody tell you anything. When you go to work tomorrow, my message is: be on your toes mm-hmm. with your boss, Thanks. with your coworkers, <laughs> with your family members, particularly with your teenage yeah. kids. Mary Kay understands <laughs> that. Be on your toes because uh, particularly teenagers will weave these stories. They'll throw in some red herrings. They'll walk you on the edge of plausibility. They'll get your heart racing where you say, I'm not going to make a big issue out of the fact that he didn't come home till 6 in the morning because, my God. He was surrounded by he, men with guns. What, and what, what oh he my went gosh. through yes, is yes, I'll yes, only yes, traumatize yes. him even more if I start to bicker about that. Who do we have here, Mary-Kate? It's Richard. He just had some ideas about the fernabulator and stuff. No, wait, wait. You know, you know one time I, I told the story. This is, just, this is just kind of filling in the final minutes, but I was coming down. The highway down seventy five towards Cincinnati. I don't out, believe this. Out, no, this oh, is right true. Away. I don't believe this. Out of the pick, out of the pick. This is area, the problem. Ran out of gasoline. Was walking in the rain towards a gas station, and a uh-huh. guy pulled over and picked me up and said, "Did you? Are you with the car that ran out of gas? Yes, I am." He said, "I'll drive you to the gas station. Thank you so much." We get to the gas station. They've got a can there, and I said, "Thank you. I'll walk back." No, he said, "I'll drive you back." The guy gets goes to the. Exchange goes back, has to go above the car, get off at that intersection, and then come back down. All of which was true. Then I told people, I told people that I beat him up and took his wallet to teach him a lesson <laughs> that you can't trust people on the on the. On it's the all streets. related. That that but you, to my, where you, yeah. yeah, but I didn't take forty five minutes to do it, and I didn't break anybody's well, heart with you, my story. Well, I but mean, you didn't I have mean, you weren't you weren't you know, faced with the show to do. You could have given your brother a heart attack. Well, I, mean, I, I actually I actually at a couple points got these kind of chills yep, when I went, yep. wow, this is yeah. too, this is too berserk. That's who was calling you? Point. I had my wife make like five calls. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean you're going to do this scam without telling your brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, I, anything else. Actually, that was the best nothing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty yeah. phenomenal. Uh, you did see my profile uh, on TV today. Don't go into all that. Yeah, but right. yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, so you were in town. <laughs> I was. I was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So even that, you blew me off. And I, and I went, how, how can I not recognize my own brother on television? I don't, I, <laughs> you tell and, the big lie long enough, hard enough, loudly enough, and people just buy it. That's the point. <laughs> Richard Nixon was lying. Don't you get it? If you're listening to my voice, Look, look, if you're listening to my voice right now and you're going, man, he put the hook in my mouth and, you know, wound me all the way in. Well, then why do you argue with me when I tell you Richard Nixon was a liar? It's obvious. So actually, in, in to, to your mind, 
and to mine too at this point, <laughs> you've done all of us a, a service. Did I fill the hour or not? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. absolutely you well, filled the oh, hour. Yeah. I did my job. Yeah. So I, next week, do I have to do any show prep? None whatsoever. <laughs> Fine. None whatsoever because the material I brought in for tonight. Oh, you I'll, had some. I'll just, you, nah, you, well, you well, told me Friday you didn't have anything. No, but, oh, it's no good. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Especially not compared to that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. No, it isn't even. Isn't even in the ballpark with with what you just did. In fact, here, listen to this. It's meaningless, you know. You know what I did? You notice what I put on all my camping clothes, yeah, my exactly. backpack clothes, because I thought if I come in just in Levi's, it'll it won't. And I thought, and right. when he wouldn't take, he didn't take off his coat. And I thought to myself, yeah. he's, 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 he's so he's agitated. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. God, you got to learn from this. <laughs> Go through this week. If, if there's no other week, Bill and Mary Kate, that you're suspicious of human beings, make this that week. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all next week. We'll be thinking about this. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> the opinions expressed on this show belong only to Jerry and Gene Galvin. It's So Stupid Galvin's Again was produced by Bill Brinkmuller. I'm the show's announcer and screener. I'm Mary Kate Dick.